Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. We hope and pray the following message blesses your life. For more information about our church and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. And I'm inviting you to join me in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. He did three things, three things. Number one, he taught the word of God in the synagogues. Number two, he preached the gospel of the kingdom. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. And with the same breath, healed all manner of sickness and disease. While I was praying for you, Sister Sharon, uh, Edwards a while ago, it just came out, and this is what I said over you. The God who saves is the God who heals. The God who saves is the God who heals. Hallelujah. He's the God who heals. And so I speak to you this morning from this thought, Jesus Christ, our great physician, our great physician. And you may be seated. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. We get a clearer picture of how this would even happen for the early church and the church today when we go to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. First of all, he saves us. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. But he does not stop there. He goes ahead with a tagline that goes like this, by whose stripes ye were healed. So it's not just that he saves us, but he has promised also to be our healer. Listen to Mark chapter 2 starting at verse 15, and it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus. That's good news. He didn't just hang out with the righteous and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He, he hung out with sinners and publicans. Such were you 
and me and with his disciples. For there were many and they followed him. And when the scribes and the Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician. You feel like you're righteous and you're whole and you have no need for a a, a physician. But they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And so once again, he ties together healing for those who are sick with salvation for those who will repent. And Jesus will walk up to a tree and look up and say to Zacchaeus, come down, a man despised by all, I'm coming to your house. The Lord was moved with compassion when he faced situations in people's lives that he needed to deal with. Whether it was salvetic or whether it was healing, he is our great healer. This message all started on Friday with this verse. In Jeremiah chapter 17, starting at verse 13. I'm going to read it in the NLT as well. But this is the King James Version of Jeremiah 17, 13. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake thee shall be ashamed. And they that depart from me shall be written in the earth because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. I love verse 14. It says, heal me, O Lord, I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved for thou art my praise. Behold, They say unto me, where is the word of the Lord? Let it now, let it come now. I love the NLT of this same verse. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who turn away from you will be disgraced. And they will be buried in the dust of the earth. For they have abandoned the Lord, the fountain of living water. O Lord, if you heal me, I will truly be healed. If you save me, I will be truly saved. My praises are for you alone. The people scoff at me and say, what is the message from the Lord you talk about? And I think that's a legitimate question even for this day. What is the message, New Life, that you're talking about? What is the message that you're propagating? What is it that you're trying to say on behalf of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We're saying today that he is a savior, that you can repent of your sins, be buried in the waters of baptism for the remission of your sins, and he will fill you with his power, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. He's a saving God. But not only that, the prophet said, oh Lord, if you heal me, I will truly be healed. And so 
The question is relevant today. What is the message from the Lord you talk about? I'm glad you asked because the message goes like this. If you want to know what new life is all about and what these altars are all about and what this church is all about and what our God is all about, let's go to the New Testament in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5 and let's see what the message is. Because this passage tells us, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you. And here's the message, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If you want to know our message today, our message is God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. I got to thinking about that. Got to thinking about God is light and in him there is no darkness. And, and what does that darkness represent? This is our message. You want to know the message today? This is, what, what is your message all about? Here's our message today. Here's what I declare to you, New Life's Christian Center declares to you, that God is light and in him there is no darkness. Here's our message. God is light and in him there is no fear. God is light and in him there is no sin. There is no wrong. In him there is no transgression. God is light and in him there is no despair. In him there is no evil spirit. God is light and in him there is no night. There's no shadow of turning. There's no apprehension. There's no trepidation. There's no worry, no anxiety, no dread, no panic, no terror, no sickness, no disease, no uneasiness, and no wickedness. You want to know what our message is? In him, you can find exactly what you have need of, and our God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. In just a few moments, we're going to lay hands on some people and we're going to believe that God's going to save them and that God's going to heal them and that God's going to bless them. This is our message. God is a light and in him, there is no darkness at all. Hallelujah. I was talking with brother Joe and sister Amanda yesterday and what an encouraging conversation I had, uh, a man of faith, a woman of faith. And we, we began to talk about, does God still hear us? Does God still hear us? And uh, I think that was the question, brother Joe, does God, when does God hear us? And, and I, I thought of this scripture and I texted it to them. And here it is. It's found in Isaiah 65, 24. It shall, everybody say shall. There's no doubt in that. It shall come to pass that before they call, whoo, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. That takes away all doubt in my mind that he said, before you even call, I've got an answer already prepared for you. God's not in heaven trying to figure this out. He already knows what he's going to do. He knows how to bless. 
heal, deliver, save, transform, renew. He knows how to take you out of darkness into a marvelous light. And while you are yet speaking, he will hear your cry. Hallelujah. But he said, ask that you might receive and seek that you might find and knock that it shall. I'm just telling somebody today that Jesus Christ is our great physician. Now, I, I want to share some scriptures. And I'm just going to go through the Old Testament for a moment with four or five scriptures that indicate that Jesus Christ is our great physician. Psalm 103, starting at verse 1. Bless the Lord. Woo, hallelujah. Bless the Lord. If I was Brother Vinny Azzolini, I'd go, bless the Lord. But, but I'm not, hallelujah, so I won't do that. Bless the Lord. Yes, I will. Hallelujah. Let's just do this for Brother Vinny. Bless the Lord. Let's just go ahead and bless him. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. He's a savior. I just, I started finding these scriptures that combine salvation and healing. He, he said, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. He takes care of your transgressions, your sins, your evil, your wrong. He, he eliminates that. He forgives all of your iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. This morning, we're going to declare that God is able. This morning, we're going to declare that God is able. He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask. If there's anybody in this house that's ever been saved, would you say amen? amen. If there's anybody here that's ever been healed, would you say amen? That's our God. He heals, he saves, he delivers, he transforms, he brings you out of the world and into the church, out of darkness into a marvelous light, out of fear into faith. Hallelujah. I feel it building in this house. Somebody's going to receive a healing touch. Somebody's going to receive salvation. Somebody's going to be blessed in these altars. God's going to do a great work in this house today. Oh, yes, he is. Hallelujah. Three or four more scriptures talking about the great physician. Jeremiah 30 and 17, for I will restore health unto thee. I will heal thee from thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they called thee an outcast, saying, this is Zion whom no man seeketh after. Hallelujah. They said, you know what? They called the people of God outcast. You don't know what you're talking about. You, you've been ostracized. You've been kicked out. You've been left on the curb. You've been, you've been, you've been forsaken by a world that doesn't know him. But the Lord said, even when you feel like you are an outcast, I want you to know I will restore health unto you. I will heal you from your wounds. I don't know what sin has done to you. I don't know what wounds sin has left you with, but I'm telling you, some may say there's no hope for you. You might feel like you're an outcast, but you're in the right place on this Sunday morning because our God is able, hallelujah, to heal you, bless you, say, come on somebody, God's in this house today, God's able today to do exceedingly and abundantly. He's our great physician, Psalm 107, 19, then they cry unto the Lord with their, in their trouble. 
and he saveth them out of their distresses. Woo, hallelujah. He sent his word. He sent his word. He sent his word. Not my word. Not the word of New Life Christian Center. Not the word of a Sunday school teacher. It's not our word that we send. We propagate, teach, and send forth his word. It's not what I have to say. It's what I have to say about his word. It's not what we have to say. It's about what we believe about his word. And the psalmist said, then they will cry unto me, hallelujah, in their trouble, and he will save them from their distresses. He sent his word and healed them. But not only did he heal them, he delivered them from their destructions, from the destruction of sin. And then he said this in verse 21, hallelujah, if you understand that he saves out of distress and he saves people out of their trouble, that he sent his word and healed them and he sent his word and delivered them from their destructions, then you can fulfill what he's declaring in verse 21 when he says all that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works unto the children of men exclamation mark I wish somebody would just praise him right now and glorify him because he's going to heal he's going to save he's going to deliver he's in this house all that men would praise the Lord somebody praise him right now somebody declare him somebody worship him somebody magnify the Lord in this house today I love Psalm 147 this will be our last extraction from the Old Testament talking about the great physician it's 147 verse 3 he healeth not only physically not only is he a God that heals physically but emotionally he healeth the broken heart and he binds up their wounds he telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them by their names. And it's not in my note, and I've used this a hundred times at New Life Christian Center, but Joel wasn't here. So I'm going to say this for Joel. Hallelujah. Joel, just let me talk to you for a moment. There are 41 six, six, trillion, six trillion stars known to man. Okay? Now watch this, Joel. If we named each one of the stars and put them in encyclopedia-type books, the books to hold the names of the stars, are you with me? It would take 20, not million, 20 billion Empire State Buildings to hold the books that hold the names of the stars. That's a lot. That's 20 billion. And this is what the psalmist had to say about my God. He telleth the number of the stars and he calleth every one of them by their name. 
And I'm just telling you that if he knows every star and calls every one of them by name, he knows exactly what you have need of in this house of worship this morning. He knows every hair that's on your head. He knows every thought that's in your heart. He knows how to deliver you. He's got the answer already. The answer is already coming down your dusty road this morning. So watch this carefully. He healeth the broken heart, bindeth up their wounds. This is how great he is. He telleth the number of the stars and calleth them by their names. And no wonder the psalmist said, Great, in the next verse, great is our Lord and of great power, his understanding is infinite. He is just all, you can't, you cannot, you cannot put an end to him. There is no bottom line. You don't get to a bottom line with Jesus and say, this is the total sum essence of what he is. Because when you get here, you haven't even gotten started. Hallelujah. We thank God. Don't underestimate, don't, 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 don't judge me by what we're talking here today. Don't, don't underestimate this. We thank God for what doctors can do. We're not against doctors. Can you say amen? amen. However, Jesus Christ is our great physician. I'll close with this story and I'll read it for you. It's found in Mark chapter 5. We're talking about Jesus Christ, the great physician. Here's how it goes. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and has suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, She said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. I've spent everything I have on the physicians, but the great physician is coming down the road. And if I can touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, who touched me? And the disciples said, Lord, we've been bumping elbows for 10 city blocks with people. What do you mean somebody touched you? He said, I felt virtue flow out of me. Now, I would propose to you that a lot of people touched him that day because the disciples indicated that. But it was not until someone who had this type of faith, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just reach through the press, through the crowd, through the throng, through the, through the, the people that's around him, if I can just get on my knees and reach out and touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And that's when virtue left Jesus. And so in a few moments, we're going to pray for some people. And I'm going to ask this church 
that the scripture says, when, and I'm way off but of my notes, but the scripture says when the four men took their friend to Simon Peter's house in Mark chapter 2 in Capernaum and they tore the roof off of Simon's house and let their man, their friend that had palsy down to where Jesus was at, the Bible says when Jesus looked up and saw their faith, the faith of the four, he healed the one. So on this Sunday morning, the faith of the four. There's going to be a lot of people come here, but they're not coming up to the front by their self. They're not coming up here just with their faith. You're in a church that believes God is able to take care of your situation right now in this house. How do we know that? How do we know that? Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him, and he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But on this Sunday morning, this prophetic word from Isaiah rings true today. He was wounded for our transgressions, our sins. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. He covered it all in that one last verse. Isaiah 53 and 5. He was wounded for our, tra- our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. And our emotional problems, the chastisement of our peace. We have more phobias today in our society than we've ever had before. But understand the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. And once again, we find that not only does he save us, wounded for our transgressions and our sins but with his stripes we are healed that's why James chapter 5 verse 13 is any among you afflicted now we got Isaiah 53 Old Testament now we've got James 5 New Testament let him pray is there anyone that's having a good day and Mary let him sing psalms any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him. Anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they shall be forgiven. It's there again. He'll heal and he'll forgive. He's not just a healer. Some people just want the Lord to be a healer. No, no. You've got to get the whole package. He wants to save you first. Watch. 
Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Victoria, Vicki, are you here? Are you here, Vicki? Not here. Well, then I'll have to do it for her. Because she sent me a text yesterday. We call her Victoria Vicky, and you'll understand why. Vicky Hunt. Vicky Hunt. The text I received from her yesterday. Hello, Pastor. Hello, Vicky. Hello, Pastor. The, the, the backstory is she smoked for 40 years. Are you with me? Just wanted to let you know that yesterday was my fourth year anniversary of being baptized in Jesus' name, and I stopped smoking. Praise God and thank you, Jesus. I will see you in church tomorrow. I'm ready to testify about the name of Jesus. Well, I'm going to have to do that for you. And her last word was hallelujah. Can I tell you right now, if God's blessed you, kept you for four years, your word ought to be hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I bless you, Lord. I magnify you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And somebody may say, and I I thought about this last night, and I went back into the word of God, and somebody may say, well, you know what? I've been to the altar. I've been prayed for. And, um, you know, that's good enough. As a matter of fact, Sister Francis, are you here? Sister Francis, I talked to your brother John. And, and, you know, I love new converts. I just love new, con- I love new people in our church. Because they, they don't know everything that, you know, they don't know all of them. they they just so new. And so, Brother John told his sister, I, I don't, I don't want to go up to the front and, and she said, why not? He said, because every time I do, they pray for me and I fall out. <laughs> Listen, John, I know you're out of town. You may be watching. You don't have to fall out, okay? You can, but don't let that stop you from coming. Just keep coming and keep falling out as far as we're concerned. Hallelujah. I love new converts. Coming back for a second touch. Listen, don't let anything keep you out of the altar. If you need something from God, let the Holy Ghost lead you and guide you. We will pray for you. God will do the work. God will do the work. So here's a story about the second touch. Maybe we prayed for you before and and you're still dealing with something. Let me give you a story about Jesus and a blind man. Mark chapter 8. He cometh to Bethsaida. And they bring a blind man unto him and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. When he had sped on his eyes, he put his hands upon him. He asked him if he saw aught. He looked up and said to Jesus, Well, I see men as trees walking. After that, watch second time after that Jesus put his 
hands again upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly. So there's nothing wrong with coming back to the altar and saying, Lord, touch me again. I thought of that blind man in the Bible that Jesus touched twice. And I remembered the miracle that I saw in Ethiopia. Thousands of people and right down front for three days, I watched them lead a blind man into that service. And his eyes were open, but he was not focused on anything. And there was like, the Bible talks about scales falling off of people's eyes. There was a, there was a, a, a cloudiness. His eyes were like clouded over. He couldn't see anything. And on the fourth day of that conference, outside of the main city, Addis Ababa, Brother Billy Cole said, bring, bring him up to the platform. And I saw it. With this man who couldn't focus on anything, looking aimlessly into the darkness of his world. And we laid hands on him. And I'm about four people deep surrounding him and I looked at him when I saw the scales the cloud his eyes went from a cloudy eye and you could see clear his eyes were clear and all of a sudden he saw and he looked and he focused and God instantly healed him of blindness changed me forever knowing that God can now we're not in Ethiopia we're in Fairfield County we're in Lancaster Ohio Greenfield Township we're at New Life Christian Center and two and a half weeks ago brother Larry Bird are you here brother Larry Brother Larry Bird sent me a message on a Wednesday and said, call me when you can. Because he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and it had spread to his liver. And Brother Larry walked in faith for months. And two and a half weeks ago, He got his final results from the doctor. And the doctor said to him, Larry, I wanted to personally call you and tell you that you are cancer free, completely healed. Come on, somebody.
not just in Ethiopia. He's not just the God of Africa or South America. He's the God of Fairfield County today. I think we ought to praise God one more time and magnify him. Amen. Jeannie Strickler, are you here? Is Jeannie here today? Where are you at, Sister Jeannie? Okay, I'm used to you being up front. Sister Jeannie Strickler, last week, we didn't share this with a lot of people, but they found cancer in her lung. And she called me four or five days ago and said, Pastor, I went back in for another test before they went in to get the biopsy. And the doctor came in, he said, we can't find it. It's not in there. You're cancer free. Not in Ethiopia, Fairfield County. God's God, he's God all over this platform. He's God back at the door. He's God in the amen corner. He's God. I watched Mark Brown come up here this morning and, and Mark is, is what, what he calls a miracle in progress. And I remember walking into Grant Hospital at months after that motorcycle accident. I walked in and they were putting him through motor skills. And all they wanted him to do was pick up one little piece of something. I can't remember if it was a, it was a coin or what it was. All they wanted him to do was pick that up and put it in a cup. And I just stood there and I watched Mark try to get it and drop it. Come on, Mark, you got to do this. And I'll never forget how I felt 15 minutes later. He didn't know I was there when he picked it up and dropped it in the cup. I'm telling you, that was the greatest drop I've ever seen in my life. And they said, he probably won't talk. He probably won't walk. And as a matter of fact, he'll never drive. But you know what? (laughs) We're not going to go there. Probably never drive. But guess what? He walked into this house today. All these years later, miracle in progress. He still, every time God touches him, he'll call me and say, Pastor, I'm able to do this now. I'm able to do that now. I remember when he called and said, I can drive. You want me to pick you up? And I said, no, I'll meet you at the restaurant. Hallelujah. Miracle after miracle after miracle. It's a miracle in progress. Come on, Lord. Touch me again. I see men walking his trees. Touch me again. Let your virtue flow again. Save me again. Save me again. And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.